1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Good evening, ladies. It's so great to see you all here joining us for Girl Talk. Tonight, it's Mother's Day weekend. We're so happy to have you here. I'm just going to say a quick prayer over all of us tonight, since it is a special Girl Talk, and it's Mother's Day weekend. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for each and every woman that is here tonight. I thank you that you are blessing them, that you are giving them immeasurably more than all they could have asked for or imagined. And we thank you, Father, that as we hear your word tonight, Holy Spirit, you are giving us ears to hear and hearts to comprehend your word and to put it into practice in our lives to see the immeasurably more life lived out in our lives every day. And we just give you all the praise for it. And everyone said... Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And so it's our joy to gather together to worship the Lord and to sense his presence here tonight. You know, this is probably one of the busiest times of the year besides Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I've always realized that when we set aside the time to do our girl talks during these holiday type of weekends, that it just seems like the Lord is very... Uh, Near The Lord ministers to us in special ways when we set aside the time to gather together to worship him, to hear his word, and then to have some fun and fellowship and some really great food. So let's uh, go right to the message. And we're talking about immeasurably more tonight. Say immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. Our God, Our God has immeasurably more, immeasurably more for us. And so we're going to deal with a passage of scripture that I think oftentimes people get to the uh, part of this verse that I'm going to share in just a moment. And it's like they, they latch on to it, but they latch on to part of it because I know I have in my own life and we miss or can miss what the whole uh, passage is trying to tell us how this immeasurably more uh, blessing of God works in our lives. And so if you have a Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. And the word of God tells us, Now to him, speaking of God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So God is able to, to do immeasurably more. But it says, how does he do that? He says he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to, according to his power at work within us. So God's power is at work in us to produce this immeasurably more result or what I like to call the immeasurably more life. We can live the immeasurably more life. Our God is able to do immeasurably more. And so, you know, all of us... Uh, 
live and work and act to see the meeting of our needs, the meeting of our wants, the desires of our hearts met. But the Bible tells us a secret, and that is that the power of God is resident. Once we become born again, believers in Christ, filled with his Holy Spirit, the power of God becomes resident in us, and it it's resident in us to do and to act and to produce certain results. And so that's what we're really going to be talking tonight about, about this power of God and how it works in us and through us to produce immeasurably more results. So Jessica, why don't you tell us what our first point is? Okay, point number one, power through his spirit is the secret to immeasurably more. Uh, power through his spirit is the secret to immeasurably more. So Ephesians three fourteen through 17 for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So we have power through his Holy Spirit so that Christ lives in our hearts. So this power of God, this power of the Holy Spirit is resident in us. It lives in our hearts. And so that is for a certain purpose. Right. And if he lives in our hearts, it's um, we live a life worthy of our calling. Yes. And I think that word calling sometimes attracts religious meaning to it. Or, or otherwise people don't even know what that means. Yes, and so calling, to clarify that, is not full-time ministry calling. No. It means the ministry around you, which is the people around you. And what you do every day. Right. Your life every day speaks for what Christ is doing if you're leaving, living a life with Christ in your heart. Right. So right. it's more than um, just a part of you. It's the whole thing. And uh, so in Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone mess up on that one today? <laughs> I think that's a problem, like, with everyone generally, especially this, like, uh, social media, you know, uh, importance in our life we feel like if we type it it's important mm -hmm. you know I said it it's important you know mm -hmm. I don't know sometimes you just need to stay, take a step back yeah. so it says be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love that's another one bearing yes. with one another yes. in love when yes. you don't want to yes. <laughs> when you don't want to yes great yes Great. There are moments where you're like, we're going to go back to this back in, in just huh? a moment. Yes. <laughs> but, and then at verse 3, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So, yeah, we could just stay on this the whole time. But um, you, we're supposed to have unity. Right. And so what kind of power, what kind of love is he talking about here because he's he's talking about this power of Christ within us he's talking about the power of God the presence of the Holy Spirit he's talking about the love of God so right. what what kind of love is this this is not just natural human love is it right I mean it's the only the love you can get when you have Jesus living in your heart right so it's the Christ-like love it's what the Bible and the original language calls the agape love so the love of God kind of love not 
um, natural friendship love, not which uh, the Bible calls phileo, natural friendship love. It's not uh, romantic love. Uh, you know, natural human love is wonderful, but it has its limitations. And natural human love can go from love or like to hatred in a moment right. dependent on circumstances. And so this love of God in us, this power of God in us, is where we're going to find this ability to produce certain right. results. That's what, yes, verse 2, bearing with one another in love. So, yes, it's not that natural love that fades or goes like a roller coaster. Right, you know. because in, in, in our own selves, in, in our natural selves, just the whole phrase of bearing, bearing, <laughs> bearing with one another love implies that it, it's not always easy. And it's, it can't be selfish. And it can't be selfish because natural human love, by and large, is selfish. Yeah. I like you because you like me. I like you because you like the same things I like. I like you because you think I'm great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's basically selfish base, but the love of God is not. Mm -mm. Right. You know, he loved us with uh, all the love that uh, the universe could contain, and it was unselfish, and he poured that same love in our hearts. Right. Yep. Um, I didn't know if you want to say anything else on that. Well, okay. so we're talking about, you know, this power through his spirit, because Christ lives in our hearts, you know, and so if he's living in me, then I'm going to do what the word says here, and I'm going to live a life worthy of that calling, because this whole passage of Ephesians 3, you know, like I said, we like to latch on to this whole phrase, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Like, okay, great, God can do immeasurably more, so he can do it. Why doesn't he do it? When will he do it? Like, it's all up to God, and all I'm doing is, you know, praying, or I believe that's what it says, and it's true, so... God should do it. God should do immeasurably more in my life. You know, I prayed for this or this situation or this want or this need or this desire in my heart. So God should do immeasurably more. But it's not all on God. You see, because the word says immeasurably more according to his power at work in me and you and you and you and you and you. So it's according to his power at work in us. So there's a way that the immeasurably more power of God comes to pass. There's a way that it works in us and through us. And that's what we're talking about tonight. And then it's power to live a certain way right. according to the calling. And we've all been called by Christ to live according to his word and to be Christians. Right. Immeasurably more is a result of living by the spirit not being led by the flesh, mm -hmm. by the, you know, mind, will, emotions, you know. Yes. Trying to live according to the Bible and living that and having his love. Right. And everything that we do. Right. Which there is no end to his love and there is no end to the characteristics or the attributes of the love of God. So his patience, his kindness, his gentleness, his goodness. Uh, his self-control, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, well, we have his power by his Spirit at work in us, so there's no limit to that kind of love. Now, in our own natural human selves, mm -hmm. 
on the human side. There's limits. There's <laughs> limits. And how many of us have reached those limits on occasion with a sister or a friend or a mother? Or a spouse. Or a spouse <laughs> or a child, you know, our child. And so, you know, so, but with him, with God and his love toward us and in us, there's no limits right, to right. his love and right. to the attributes of his love. Right, and that immeasurably more um, every morning, or I try to every morning. Sometimes I get woken up before I want to wake up. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know praying for that immeasurably more patience. Yes. That seems to be my thing is, you know, I told you. So why do I need to say it again, you know? But that patience, and mm -hmm. I think sometimes people just latch on to that phrase measurably more mm -hmm. as just physical right. or just possessions. Right. But it's more than that. It's mm -hmm. measurably more health. Yes. You know, and relationships, if that's something you want more of, you know, like good relationships, you know, it's just everything all around. It's not just possessions. I think people like to... Right, or just praying for a thing right. or something to happen or mm -hmm. come to pass. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's more than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we like you said this um, at the beginning, you know, May is that busy time of year mm -hmm. and... Um, you know, you, it's easy to forget, I mm -hmm. think, sometimes, or it's easy to mm -hmm. just get distracted. Mm -hmm. Like, um, one of the girls had a different cheer practice than normal, and I just completely forgot. And thankfully, the coach was really sweet, and it was the Holy Spirit. She texted me, just to remind you, there's a practice. And I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I'll be bringing her stuff up. But, you know, just that immeasurably more, even for the people around you to help you out. Yes. That's what, you know, I, I yeah. think I've learned as yeah. with five kids now, mm -hmm. I can't do it on my own. I have to ask for help. And mm -hmm. thankfully, some people sometimes when they see there's a, a lack, they'll help me. Yes. And, you know, that's what, and that's the answer to prayer, too, is yes. to send the right people to help, be an encouragement. And that, I, that's the thing lately I love, and I think I said it last time, is just finding those times to encourage others. It's amazing how quickly it's returned, but not even that I'm doing it to be encouraged myself, but to encourage other women who need it at that moment is just priceless. And, that, you know, I could just do that all day. Just find the right person to, right. And to just encourage them. Because right. the devil is trying to discourage yes. us. He's trying to derail us. And we have just got to stay on that straight and narrow path. But if we need some friends to nudge us back in there, then that's what, you know, yes. we need. And you're hitting the nail on the head because that is how his power works in us and through us. And that's how we end up having our prayers answered or the, our needs met or the desires of our heart met because we're being a blessing. We're looking to show the love of God to someone else. You know, what is, what is this agape love? One of the best definitions of the agape love of God is to will and to act toward the highest good of the other person. It's totally unselfish. It's not doing what I want, and it's not doing anything that will give me what I want. It's to will and to act toward the highest good of the other person. So it's to do for the other and to bless them, to encourage them, to 
to enrich them, to prosper them, to give this other person the desires of their heart. That's the agape love of God because that's what God has done for us and that's what he wants to do in us and through us. Yeah, and that that kind of living by the spirit can't say, well, what about me? Mm-hmm. It's about me, it's about mm-hmm. my needs, but mm-hmm. it's that selfless love of Christ mm-hmm. in us that would say, what can I do mm-hmm. to be a help? to be a blessing or to be an encouragement to somebody else. Well, and it's trusting yeah. that if I, you know, when we have those moments when we need it, mm-hmm. you know, I trust the Lord that he'll send the right people to in, in my way. I don't have mm-hmm. to search for it. That's mm-hmm. the problem is when you're searching for something in mm-hmm. someone else mm-hmm. and that's not who God's trying to have encourage you. You know, it's like yes. trying to pull it from someone else. It's not going to work. Yes. God's mm-hmm. going to line up the right people. If you're in the right place. Yes. Not if you're in the wrong place. Yes. But if you're in the right place, he'll, he'll line it up for you. And that reminds me of that old country western song that says, looking for love in all the wrong places. So, <laughs> all I can you do know, is the redo. So, hey, <laughs> you know, that's where people end up getting in trouble. You yes. know, because you're looking for the meeting of your needs in this person or yes. that person or in this situation or that situation, rather than looking to God mm-hmm. to meet your need, trusting him that he's doing it, that mm-hmm. your answer's on the way. And while you're, you know, believing God and waiting on the Lord, that this blessing, this immeasurably more blessing is coming into your life, you are looking for ways for his love in you to become that immeasurably more blessing in another person's life, in a yes. sister's life, a mother's life, a daughter's life, a child's life. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. We've got to be the hands and feet. You know that. Yes. And, it, and it's a blessing to be it. Yes. And it's encouraging. And I think that's what, you know, gives us that light inside of us that the world sees sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they just think, I don't understand it. Right. But it's that Jesus, that love that they don't understand. And that's why we have to show it. Right. And we can't be yelling at people, doing whatever, acting how, you know, the flesh We've got to stay, stay in that love of Christ. It's living by the Spirit instead of the flesh. It's allowing his power that is at work within us to be actually at work within us. Mm-hmm. For I mean, others to see. For others <laughs> yeah. to see. To not, you know, respond in kind. Right. To respond with the love of God. And, you know, sometimes when you're led by the Spirit, And if you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit of God living in your heart. You just instinctively know things. And it's rather kind of uncanny and sometimes a little awkward um, because, you know, sometimes just in the course of day-to-day activities or day-to-day things you do or people you come across, you just instinctively know things. Um, When my husband and I went out of town, and we arrived at our destination, a young man picked us up at the airport and took us to the hotel, and, you know, they get, a, they get a set fee, and in that is supposed to be their tip and everything. And um, so when we got there, you know, and it's all paid for in advance by credit card, and, and so we got there, and we get out, and he's unloading the luggage, and I just instinctively knew he expected an extra tip. 
I, I just instinctively, but my husband, you know, he's a stickler. And, and part of that is, uh, you know, you perform and you do, and the young man was late, but he, he wasn't late because it was his fault. He was late because they told him the wrong part of the airport to go to. And, um, you know, uh, so I felt for him. So I, I slipped him a, an extra bill. So, you know, sometimes you just know and you, you know, you just, and, and sometimes you think, well, is, is, how do I know this? Well, it's got to be the Holy Spirit because I'm not like psychic. I don't, I don't just know things. <laughs> so, you know, and who knows? Because, you know, you're in the car, you're riding in there. He hears the conversations you're having, you know, and you want, we want to be a good witness. So sometimes we just know things. And sometimes you just know that, you know, maybe somebody needs some encouragement. Mm -hmm. Or you just feel like you should call someone and encourage them or tell them how much you appreciate them or you, you like them. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to understand that the immeasurably more blessings of God come as a result of his power at work within us. They don't come as a result of us just waiting on God to do everything. And I think sometimes as believers, uh, we can get disappointed because like we're waiting on God and he's waiting on us. Yes. So immeasurably more is the result yes. of living by the Spirit. Yeah. Yes. And so, Christina, what's our second point here? Our second point is the power by the Spirit of God enables us to know this love of Christ that surpasses knowledge and fills us with the full measure of God's love. This is how God is able to do immeasurably more according to his power at work within us. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17. And there it says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So point number two, again, is power by the Spirit of God enables us to know this love of Christ that surpasses knowledge and fills us with the full measure of God's love. Faith works by love. Mm -hmm. And not just any love, not that carnal love, that selfish love, not that human nature love, but the agape, the unconditional love of God. We have his love at work within us by his spirit who lives in our hearts. And God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine as a result of his Holy Spirit working in us and through us. And we are to be imitators of God. And we know what love is from 1 Corinthians. So I thought of that when I was um, reading through Ephesians. I even thought of 1 Corinthians. You know, we know that we know, right? We know from the time we're in preschool and we're in children's church and that love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. <gasps> no record of wrongs. And you know, sometimes even as an adult, right, it's hard to model that in your personal relationships. Mm -hmm. But as women, I think with Mother's Day coming, you know, I just, I just always, my prayer lately has been every morning, Father God, make me a good mom, and not just a good mom, but a good woman of God, that my girls don't feel that they ever lacked anything in what I modeled for them. 
that they grow up confident and secure. They know who they are in Christ. And what they learn from me will help them throughout their lives. Because uh, the world is just a different place even than, I, than what we, where we grew up in. I mean, it's just they will face completely different challenges than what I faced. And, and that's so important. Let me, let me interject yeah. this so I don't forget it. But so, you know, when you send your children to college, which this is graduation season, so some of you are moms and your seniors graduating from high school, and, you know, you're, it's a wonderful time. It's a time full of joy, but it's also kind of a, you know, a time of, you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, emotions are pulling at your heartstrings. And, um, but I always had confidence in this with, with whether it was our son go, going to college or our daughter or going out into the real world, as they call it, um, and that is this, that if they were sure absolutely, positively, without a doubt, convinced in their hearts and sure in their hearts, yes, of the love of God, but also the unconditional love of their parents, that even if they were tempted to make wrong decisions or wrong choices or to, you know, or they had someone trying to take advantage of them in some way, that it would be that love, that surety of the love of God and the love of their parents and their hearts that would help them be strong mm -hmm. and know to not just to do what's right, but to, to think about themselves in a way that they know who they are in Christ and they know, you know, that they're worth, they're worth, they know their value. And so that's so important because it's this kind of love that we're talking about. And, and it's a power. You see, this whole passage deals with this power of God that results in immeasurably more blessings. But power, the word power, is mentioned three times in this Ephesians 3 passage. And a lot of times we can miss that because we just think, oh, it's the power of God. Yes, but it's the power of God at work in you mm -hmm. and at work in me. Yes, and Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, let's go there next. It says, be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So we're imitators of him in our everyday life, yes. and we live for him, we serve him, and, you know, whether we're uh, working... Um, in the home or outside of the home or we're helping our kids with their homework, whatever it may be, that we live that life of love. And, you know, even through difficult times, difficult parts of relationships, that we make sure that we're living that agape love mm -hmm. and letting his light shine through us mm -hmm. and how we handle other people and how we live with other people mm -hmm. and uh, we're imitators of him. And when we live in the power of his love and walk in the love in the way of love, we then have immeasurably more results. When we're not living by the flesh, but we're living by the spirit, and we know we have that power in us right. to make his love work in our lives. Right. God just does things. Things, just prayers get answered. You know, the desires of our hearts come to us. But uh, I'm going to share in a moment how that doesn't happen in a microwave second. But before we do that, I had the thought, let's get real, real for a minute. 
and talk about sister love. Sister love, because we're all sisters here, right? Sisters in Christ. Sometimes we hurt each other's feelings. Sometimes we kind of maybe run over each other. Because let's face it, we're all strong women, right? Yep. Yeah? <laughs> we're all strong women. So, you know, uh, sometimes we might uh, say something and maybe it came out wrong or we didn't mean it maybe the way our sister took it. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, maybe we're just kind of cranky and we, we do you know, kind of sound uh, like, you know, hey, you're irritating me, just bug off. Uh, so how does this power of God, this love of God, this agape love in us help us through those moments and not hold it against each other? I think, you know, going back to uh, <laughs> he died for our sins, and if he can forgive us and wash us clean and not bring up everything. You know, Satan whips us with everything that we've done. Yes, which but is a lie because God doesn't remember anything. He doesn't. But then, so a court, when you're sitting next to your sister in church, to rehash everything that she said mm -hmm. and did to you is not God's love. No. And no. his love is that we forgive one another, mm -hmm. we are patient with one another, and we don't have that selfish, what about me? But, you know, God, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray that Jesus would change her. <laughs> you know, no, God, God changed me. God, help me love more. Help me have more patience and yeah. kindness. Help me not to harbor resentment. Yes. I was just talking about that this week that um, a friend was saying she was having a hard time forgiving someone mm -hmm. that she felt wronged her. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We forgive because mm -hmm. he forgave us. Yes. And our unforgiveness holds us back. Right. It Not only the hurts other us. Person. You know, the other person, they're on their, their road. But for us, that unforgiveness can hold us back. That, now, we don't, like, become a whipping post for someone. Right. 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 You know. Um, you don't sign up for abuse. Right. No. And that's what, because uh, it, it made me think about, I did have not really unforgiveness with a, a relative, but she acted strange, and I remember thinking, well, that's the last time. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't unforgiveness. It was just learning my lesson mm -hmm. that I don't need as much exposure to this person mm -hmm. anymore, mm -hmm. and my children don't. Yes. And so, but that, that unforgiveness is like, it can turn your heart hard. Mm -hmm. And it's harder to change right. and to be led by the Spirit when you have a hardness of heart. Mm -hmm. So we have to forgive because yes. he forgave us. He wiped clean that slate. And we've got to do it for others and, you know, still guard our hearts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Walking in the power of his love. Mm -hmm. You know, not our own natural, carnal, human uh, love that, you know, finds it difficult. And, you know the forgiveness of God and, and, and walking in that for love that forgives and doesn't mean I'm signing up for more abuse. It no. means I've, I've, I forgive them. I bless them in Jesus' name. Whenever they come to mind, I say, bless them, Lord, bless them. Mm -hmm. And right. I mean it. I mean it. Bless right. them. You no, know, not like bless your heart. Bless. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, not, not the Southern. Yeah, <laughs> bless your heart, honey. No, but bless them in Jesus' name. 
but you know, you've got to live your life. You've got to stay focused. You've got to, you know, take care of your family. You've got to, you know, do what you've got to do. Uh, and, and just, you know, not hold things against anyone, but just be free, free in the love of God. That, you know, he whom the son sets free is free indeed. So we're free, we're free just from all that carnal baggage, mm -hmm. all that baggage, you know, and, and our marriage seminar, we call it kitchen sinking. You know, because in marriage, husbands and wives, sometimes that's a real thing, you know. Uh, many, 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 many decades ago, not just years, decades, I don't know what. We were talking about something, my husband and I, and I said, hey, I said, yeah. And I said uh, something about maybe he was talking about going boating or something. And I said, well, I, you know, I don't like the water. You know, remember that time we were dating and we went on that church uh, rowing thing and you got me in that boat and you, you capsized the boat and I my hair got stuck under the seat and I was underwater and, I, and a boy jumped out of the tree. No joke. He was like 10 years old. A boy jumped out of the tree, swam and got me out from under that canoe where was my date? He was like halfway down the river, the little Miami in Ohio, looking for his sneakers who had fallen off, which had fallen off his body. His new $10 Converse. Yes, back then you could buy a $10 pair of sneakers. And so, and then you know what my, you know what my then husband said, my now husband still. Now. <laughs> there to be any confusion out there uh, he said well he said I thought you forgave me for that he said that's really that's really unkind of you to bring that up I was really hurt by it so we call that kitchen sinking you know kind of like because the the brain is wonderful it's like a big computer it has files and it remembers everything you know but it can also work against us and we can, we, can, we can bring stuff up. Or, you know, when, when we, you know, see that sister, we think, oh, yeah, there she is. Well, I remember what she just said to me three months ago on a Sunday, and I want to talk to her, and, you know. So, but, but that kind of stuff, that's all, that's all, you know, just that. It's the flesh. It's the flesh. And it's not the spirit, and it's not where that immeasurably more power of God is going to be at work in us and through us. So when we live in the power of his love and walk in the way of love, we get those immeasurably more results, don't we? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it is power, but it's the power of God in us and through us, you know. We're, as believers, we're not just supposed to be you know, waiting around for God to do something. He's done it. Right. He's done what he's going to do. He saved us. He set us free. He filled us with his Holy Spirit, and now we have his power at work in us. And so let's uh, wrap this up with a couple of uh, things I want to share, and that is how to live the immeasurably more life. Well, the immeasurably more life doesn't happen in a microwave moment. It happens through days and weeks and months and years of living in right relationship with our Heavenly Father, this immeasurably more God. You know, as we live in right relationship with Him, as we walk with Him, it's a relationship. 
we walk with him, we, we share our heart with him. Yes, he knows our thoughts and he knows what's in our heart, but he, he wants us to talk to him. He wants us to pray. He wants us just to share with him. You know, one of the most wonderful times I have had with God has been in my car driving. And I think it actually improves my driving. Uh, <laughs> And that is, you know, just using that time driving to and from, running errands, wherever I'm going, just to, you know, talk to the Lord, sing praises unto God, just sing in the spirit. And just it just makes, you know, the environment in the car uh, a blessed place, a holy place. And you just sense his presence and his love. And you can do that at home. You can do it in your kitchen. You can do it in your bed when you wake up in the morning. You can do it in your bed as you're going to sleep at night. You can do it in the bath or in the shower. Uh, you know, just to have that relationship with God uh, because he is your father and he loves you unconditionally with the, all the love that ever could be and ever has existed. He loves us, and we live an immeasurably more life when it's this daily walking with God. It doesn't, it's not just a one-time thing, well, I gave my heart to Jesus, so now he's going to answer all my prayers, and, you know, I can just do what I'm going to do and go where I'm going to go and make the choices I'm going to make. That's, that's not it, because if I'm going to live my own life my own way, then I'm doing it outside of my relationship with him, not in a relationship with him. You know, if you have a relationship, an intimate relationship, a yoking, a covenant relationship, like as in marriage with a husband, with a husband, then, uh, you know, it, you affect each other. You're not independent of each other. You affect each other. What, what you say, what you do, but even what you think. Mm -hmm. Because eventually our thoughts become words and our thoughts become actions. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, we have this relationship with our Heavenly Father. And so as we walk with him in a daily way, then over time we see, we can look back, and we can see how we've gotten this immeasurably more kind of life, that he's blessed us, he's answered prayers, he's given us the desires of our hearts because he knows what they are, and he's been there for us for the meeting of every need. And so it's a life that takes a lifetime. It's not something that I do when I have nothing else to do. But that's one of the reasons why pastor says it's great and really important to keep a list of all your prayer requests in your Bible or on your nightstand or somewhere where as, as those prayers get answered, you can mark them off because then you can look at it and you can think, oh my gosh, look at all the things that have happened you know, in the last year, in the last month. Uh, it's, so, it's so amazing to see how many prayers get answered and how many uh, desires of our hearts come to pass. Well, and and, I think, yes, um, go ahead. So like with the keeping track of answered prayers, because sometimes I think we just go from one thing to the other to the other, yes. and we don't stop and be thankful, and we, you know, not mindful of what has already happened. Yes. But, you know, if we, we just need to keep track, like you said, and when those days where we think nothing has happened, you know, you go back and you think, no, a lot has happened. Mm -hmm. You know, just today just felt longer than normal or, you know, whatever it was, but the Keeping track can be such an encouragement because Austin, um, we were talking about, I forget, we're talking about in the Bible, you know, how when God speaks to these men, 
it, it seems like, oh, boom, 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 it's happening. Well, it's over like 90 years, you know, and God talks to them three times, yes, you know. So, yes, it's, yes. you know, when you're just reading your Bible, sometimes you got to be mindful of the time frame. And yes. so you just got to be patient and know it's coming. But we just need to be thankful, too. And that's part of reading over our list, mm-hmm. again, is just mm-hmm. remembering, thank you, Lord, that this all has already happened. I know whatever issue I have right now is going to be resolved and, on, and checked off on this list next. Yes, yes, that he's mindful of me as I'm mindful of you. Mm-hmm. He's mindful of me as I'm mindful of you. He sends help to me because I helped you. You see how this works? Because we are the hands and the feet and we're the voice of Jesus to one another. He's at work here in us and through us. That's how he works. And so this immeasurably more power of God is a result of him working in us and through us by his love, this agape love, this love that never fails and this love that's not just natural human love. I'm thinking of an example in the New Testament. You can look it up on your own uh, and in the epistles. And it tells us about two women in the New Testament church. And it doesn't tell us why they had fallen out with each other and uh, gotten to a disagreement. But apparently it was a big deal because it's written in the Bible, in the New Testament, and it mentions their names. I don't know about you, but I, I, would, have, I would hope that, you know, that... I would not want my, my name written in an eternal book for everybody to know that I had an <laughs> argument with one of you and fell out. But anyway, the, the apostle writes, he said, and I plead with, uh, I hope I say her name right, Uyodia and Sintish that they agree with one another in the Lord. Why? Because they were both in the church. They were both born again. They were both apparently valuable to the work of God because why else would the apostle take the time to address them and write to them in his letter? And he says, I plead with you two women to just agree with each other in the Lord. You know, isn't it true? uh, And the world out there is so crazy now. But isn't it just true that, you know, people can fall out and argue or disagree about the most inane, unimportant, ridiculous, and stupid things that have nothing to do with anything valuable or regarding life. Um, And so, you know, but in the spirit and in the power of the spirit and because of the power of the love of God in us, we're to walk in the agreement and the power of God. We're to walk in the love of God and and to be so full of his love that, you know, it leaves room for everybody to be their own person. Yes. And their own individual. And they not everybody has to like what I like or think the way I think or choose what I would choose on this or that. Um, but to allow everyone to be their own individual. And that's so important with our children, mm-hmm. you know, that they're not cookie cutters of, of each other or of us, that they're their own unique individuals and to leave room for their differences. I don't even know how you would do that. Their little personality is so strong. I don't know how you would even do that. <laughs> It'd be but, hard to make them all into a cookie cutter uh, sameness, how, yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I mean... Uh, it's, it's fun watching their different personalities and different likes and, 
and um, trying to enable them and to pursuing their lives. Right. Like Samuel recently just said he wanted to learn to play the guitar. Well, sure enough, awesome, click, 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 guitar, two days later at the house. Yeah. I mean, you know, but that's the love of the father. Like, mm -hmm. you think, oh, I'd like to do this, and mm -hmm. here you go, And which responsibilities come with it, right. practice and all that. But, you know, the, the desires of our heart, God right. loves to meet it, right. as a parent loves to meet it. And, yes. you know, seeing those individual, like, one child loves this line of book. One child mm -hmm. likes this other one. Yeah. And you think, well, why can't you just read the same books that I already <laughs> bought that are collecting dust? But okay, I'll it's buy the other that. ones, yes. you know? So, I mean... They have other interests. You know, yeah. whatever they're interested mm -hmm. in, you know, mm -hmm. it's my pleasure mm -hmm. to bless them, and I don't think about the cost, mm -hmm. you know? I, You know, it's my pleasure to bless right. them and to find what they're interested right. in. It was cute. I saw a lady... Um, She's an empty nester now, and she was saying when her three boys were at home, if it was hockey season, hockey was on all the time, and her husband would sit with them and watch it, and she said, now none of them's home, and hockey season's come and gone, and she said, I realized my husband didn't watch one game, mm -hmm. and she said, he just watched them with them because that was what they were into, yeah. and I thought, well, that's just, you know, I'm sure that's how my parents were too, you know, and that's how we are with the kids. Whatever they're into, we're right. into it with them, and you know that comes from God, right? Mm -hmm. That that love that wants to love and to act toward the highest good of the other person, mm -hmm. to do what what they need or what they desire or what they want doesn't right. have anything to do with my preferences. I prefer just to always take a nap now, but. Uh, yes. You know, but that's that that doesn't that doesn't meet the needs or bless anybody else. Just would bless me. It's very selfish of me. So now I we try know to, what to do for Mother's Day. There you go. Let the poor woman take a nap. Me. Amen. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. So this immeasurably more life. It's a life that we live as a result of the power of his presence in us, his love. His love in us. And it's automatic once we give our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ because then he comes and lives in our hearts. And sometimes we don't really know who we are in Christ or how important we are to him and to the Father God. I want to share as we conclude Psalm 139. So I'm going to read that and then we're going to pray. He, the psalmist wrote, O oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. 
All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So he loved us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. He saw us, the Bible says, in the secret place. Let's all bow our heads. Well, Father, I thank you tonight for this opportunity to share your word and your great love for us. And I thank you that it is exactly what we need to hear, how important we are to you and how you love us and how that you've put the power of your love in our hearts. As heads are bowed tonight, perhaps you'd say, and those of you watching might say, Pastor Sue, I'd like to be in that relationship with the Father God and to know his love for my own self. And if that's you tonight, if you've never given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you've never prayed the prayer, then tonight's your night. And if you have at some point but gotten away from living for God and walking with him and you want to recommit your life to God, you can do that as well tonight. So as heads are bowed, just lift a hand if you'd like to pray a prayer committing your life to Christ or recommitting your life to Christ. Anyone here at all? Well, we're going to pray the prayer for the people who may be watching and may be wanting to pray the prayer to commit their lives to God. So let's all pray together after me. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, I thank you for the opportunity, the opportunity to give my life to you. Give my life. I give you my life. In times gone by, I've gone my own way. I've done my own thing. But today, I repent. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I thank you that your word says that you do it. You remove my sins from me completely, as far as the east is from the west. And I thank you that as I commit myself to hear your word, to read your word, to be in your church, to grow in the Lord, that you'll bless me. You'll bless me abundantly. You'll bless me exceedingly. You'll bless me immeasurably more than all I could ask for or imagine according to your power that is now at work in me. Thank you for your love. I welcome your Holy Spirit to live in my heart all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you're watching and you've prayed that prayer and you'd like to contact us, you can write us at faithchristiancenter.com, Arlington. We'd love to hear from you. And we get so blessed by all the testimonies and praise reports that get sent to us from around the world. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, 
visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.